0: Love Talk Radio
1: An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he says to the boy, and it is a terrible fight. It's between two wolves. One is evil. He is angry, envy, sorrow. Regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other, though, is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person, too. The grandson sat there and thought about it for a minute. Then he asked the grandfather, Grandfather, which wolf will win? The old Cherokee Cherokee simply replied, it's the wolf
0: you feed. Yeah. <clears throat> Lord is so hard living this life a constant struggle. I won't accept the distance how it's going to be, therefore yeah, oh, you've got to let me and my people know, cause I want to be free, completely free, No I want you.
1: ladies and gentlemen good evening good afternoon or good morning all depends on what part of the world you are listening it is december 30th 2020 last wednesday of the year last episode of 2020 of the greenhouse effect radio show okey namaste and welcome i am one half of your host here, uh, Will Green, along with my dad, Bill Green. Again, this is the last episode of 2020. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs>
0: <Mm-mm>.
1: <laughs> so here we are. We, we made it to the end, man. We made it to the to the to, to the end of 2020. Uh, before we get going, ladies and gentlemen, we'd just like to remind you all that are listening, just a few reminders here. Make sure you grab a pen and pad, a pencil and paper, a post-it note and a marker, a back of an envelope, whatever you got. Because we want to make sure that you, uh, <laughs> if you have any questions, you don't forget it. Maybe you might want to take some notes. Uh, who knows? Maybe something you might want to share with us and the rest of the class. And plus, we believe here that 100 words, uh, why use 100 words when 1,000 words will do? And uh, we just want to make sure that you don't forget what you're talking about, so that you might want to let us know about. Um, Also, the chat room is open for those that are listening online, which you can access with your free Blog Talk Radio account. And if you are listening on the phone lines, it's area code 516-453-6094. Press one, it will put you in the queue, and it will let us know that you want to share the power of your effects. So here we are, Daddy O. It is December thirtieth, twenty twenty, coming to the end of this year. I mean, I don't know what that yeah. really means, but we we're coming to you know it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a point, I guess, in in time, if you will. <laughs> How you doing tonight? Ah
2: oh, man, you know, it's still too early to tell. Give me about another day and a
0: half.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, like your Uncle Jeff, you know, was fond of doing every every New Year's um eve um whenever I was in whenever we were in close proximity of each other, he would like um, either he or I however it worked out, one of us would bust in through the door. And we would just wipe our brow, right, and say, Whew, made it again,
0: <laughs> you know. So yeah.
2: that's the idea, just make it to the end of the year, you know. Make it to the end, and then we can, as your cousin Ray puts it, we can see each other from the start, you know.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. See you a, at the that's beginning. A fascinating, yeah, see you at the beginning, right. You know, it's a fascinating thing, you know. It's called New Year, you know, mm-hmm. Um even though I think it's going to have a lot of residue from the old, still, it's reassuring to know come, you know, about 5, 29, about 29 hours and one minute, somewhere around there, you know, um, come 2021, all of us will have 2020
0: hindsight. That high you know, Break that down because yeah.
1: you you have mentioned that a couple of times. what what is twice? Well, that's an old hindsight? saying. It's an old
2: saying. Wow. The old saying is, you know, uh whenever I make a mistake or whenever you know, some whenever there's an admission to a a a a, a failure or something, you know, and then there's the critical analysis of the shoulda woulda coulda's you know, shoulda done it this way, I would have done it that way. I could yeah. have done it another way, and then yeah. the response is always, well, you know everybody has twenty twenty hindsight, you know, meaning we can always see from you know from where we are looking back with perfect vision twenty twenty yeah. being perfect vision we absolutely can see our mistakes clearly after they've been acknowledged, you know, but um so twenty twenty hindsight has to do with Oh, always an accurate assessment of that which has already come and gone. So that's the that's the short version too.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: no, that's the thousand word version man. You know, I don't know how to break it down. You know, but what a no. what a what a what a phenomenal year, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it has been quite a year. Quite a year indeed. Uh, A lot of lessons. um, Um, A lot of lessons. A lot of a lot of things um, that hopefully you know we caught. You know, um, a lot of things. I think we realized we need to let go. You know, like I said, a lot of lessons. A lot of things that were a lot of emotions. A lot of stuff.
2: Yeah, Um, and you know, sometimes you know it's a matter of um, recognition. You know, uh, whether it's something to let go of, whether it's something to change, all that good stuff, yes, kind of like hindsight, you know. But sometimes it's just a matter of acknowledgement. Just this is what has transpired over the course of this year, and this is how it's affected me. You know, without judgment or self-ridicule, you know, um, sometimes it's just a matter of acknowledging the events. It's almost like honoring the passing of the year you know, as mm-hmm. opposed to honoring the passing of the day. And, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of breaking out that year time clock and just going back in time from now all the way back to January. It's amazing. I think mm-hmm. if, if done mm-hmm. that way, what will jump out, you know, I, I know for me, well, go ahead, man. Cause I'm getting ready to start. No, no. Uh, I, I
1: like where you're going with this. I mean, that was the whole thing. And, um I was glancing over notes uh from you know from the very beginning of starting uh this show and dysfunctional by design this year um yeah, and then i and then you know, I'm like, oh man, I wonder what it would have been like if I had went through my notes backwards based on what you were just saying, you know but i, I think that yeah rather rather we rather we know it or not, I think that we uh I think we kind of do that. We kind of go backwards. I think it's easier, at least for me, it seems easier to review the year rather than starting in January um, and and comparing that to honoring the passing of the day. Um, it kind of gives me a better view of how this year went by. Because, you know, in yeah. January, February, we're like, oh, I missed something. Let me go back again. You know, like, um, so I, I like where you're going with that. So, no, please keep keep going with that.
0: Yeah, and looking back and, and, like that. And
2: the thing is yeah, and the thing is to approach it, you know, um, in, in in quadrants. You know, like you know, twelve months is like, you know, looking at the day, you know, and going back yeah. over the course of the day in in a twelve hour increment, you know, from the in this case, you know, like near the end of the day, going back over the course of the day, you know, from whatever time you get ready to go to bed. You know, so the same thing as, as this year comes to an end it would be like, okay, starting from now or the 31st, you know, whenever the old years are coming to an end, just reflecting like from December back to like um, maybe September, you know, and just looking at what, 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 you know, what transpired in December, you know, and what transpired in, in November, you know, what transpired in October, what transpired in September, you know, what catches my attention. You know, like instead, I'm not talking about going through December day by day, but December as a month, you know, from the end of December to the beginning of it. You know, what catches my attention? What was the month of December in review like? You know, for me, it would bring up, you know, several bumps in the road, you know. um, And, you know, like whenever you hit a bump on the road, you know how it gets your attention. It's like, whoa, what did I just hit? You know,
0: you know, you know, Yeah, why didn't they warn me, you know, You and then
2: sometimes, you know, you get a warning, bump, and then you hit it and say, that's a bump? Now I know, bump. So, you know, you know it, 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 it's always in, in perspective, you know, hindsight. It's always perfect. And, you know, like, um, you know, December really stretched me out, you know, from the end, even though it's not quite done with me yet. <laughs> you know, all the way yeah. you know, to the beginning. But then, you know, like if I was to, you know, break it down into the year into months, you know, like the second six months had a very different energy to it than the first six months, you know. Um but then I would have to look at January and February, or February back to Jan or even March back to January, you know, as its own um, preparation for, you yeah. know, what transpired, you know, from, um, heck, from September all the way back to March, you know, living in Austin, you know, and then what it's been like from December all the way up to September or back to September, shifting back to um, Dallas, you know, so that would, like, set it all up for me, you know. January and February, or or looking at February back to January, um, I didn't know yet that March was going to happen the way it did. So February back to January had taken on its own life as a predictor of what I assumed I was being prepared for for the rest of the year. But, man, I had no idea back in February that we would start a show in July. And I had no idea, you know, um, back in, in 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 March that I would be in Austin for six months. I went there thinking I'd be there for two weeks. And I yeah. was looking at what a two-week thing would be, you know. You know, so it, it, it's an interesting thing if I look back, you know, from a perspective of honoring the passing of the year, you know. And, of course, the whole point of honoring it is, you know, in purifying my motives, not looking for judgment, you know, but also not accepting self-ridicule either. But just, you know, okay, so that's what went on. That's what went down. How, You know, reflecting on how I dealt with it, what still lingers and, and what has passed by, you know, and then keep it moving, you know, not to linger. That's not the whole, that's not honoring anything, you know, that's, that's judging it. You know, just a matter of just uh, a quick inventory. You know, and I don't think, I don't know. I know, for me, I don't know about the the rest of the world, but I don't do enough self inventories. I don't do nearly enough. You know, I get caught up in the drama, you know, and the drama, of course, got no time for self-inventory. I'm too busy being righteous,
0: <laughs> you know. <so, laughs> yeah, <you know.
2: laughs> and I'm definitely not going to take an inventory of that, you know, because I'm right, you know. That's the whole point of being righteous is to be right, you know. Self righteous, of course, you know. Not a
1: I, don't, I don't need, need the self inventory, right? Right. It, yeah, you
2: know. Well, what's that all about? You know, it's, it's like, no, nah, man. It's you know. I mean, yeah, and, and for. That's, you know, the hardest part about self-inventory, you know, is, again, for me, you know, understanding what the purpose of it is. You know, it, it's so easy to get caught up in a self-inventory and just to look at the garbage, you know. Well, that's just one part of it. You know, that's the trash that needs to be taken out. You know, there's also the, the, the um, that which sells well. You know, and that which sells well is that which I need to be sure I reorder. You know, and I also need to look at that which seems to get stolen a lot. You know, and I need to look at where that's placed. Why is it getting stolen? Maybe it's too easily accessible to the thief. <laughs> Maybe I need to protect what gets stolen so much a little better. You, you get where I'm coming from. You yeah, know, and, yeah. And, and a, a, thorough, a thorough searching and moral inventory doesn't mean to go into it, you know, like laced with sin, you know, but instead understanding a fearless and searching moral inventory requires that I put on the full armor of God. I don't need to be going into a a cellar of of, 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 a full, deep, thorough, fearless and searching moral inventory of myself without, you know, without the armor of God because if I go in there by myself, oh, man. I ain't done nothing but set myself up. I'm gonna find everything that's wrong
0: with <laughs> Shame <laughs> you know, it's not gonna be shame, yeah, shame and kill, you know. And, and, you know and, and before it's over I was asking myself, What the hell I do this for? <laughs> I need a drink. <laughs> uh you know, forget it. It's not yeah. Worth it. Yeah, man.
2: But you know that's that's because I subscribe to a twelve step program, you know of Alcoholics Anonymous. You know that, you know that in itself is somewhat of a, a dichotomy, if you will, because you learn the steps one through twelve, but then you have to practice the principles. But the principles are of your own making, because there's nowhere in the steps that you're going to have principles defined. So you learn the steps to define your own principles, and the principles is what you practice. You know, in, in in all your life. So taking a thorough searching and moral inventory of myself requires that, you know, for everything that I find negative, I have to find the positive, else there's no way the negative could exist. A negative can't exist without a positive. You know, a bad can't exist without a good, you know. Right. A dark can't exist without a light, you know. So it's a matter of, you know. Being prepared. Hey, I see. Um, I see. We got Jan C out there in the chat room. Okay, <laughs> You're what's hate up, me Jan. Saying that. Yeah. Jan? Jan Jan
0: C Jan C yeah. Seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's Jan. That's Jan. That's Janice.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. She spells I mean. it with a Y, so that looks like Jan C, to me.
0: <laughs> Jan C. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> but she's got a great te- sense of humor. Yeah, yeah.
2: So that's why I could tease her like that. She must have a great sense of humor to have to hear it twelve months out the year. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what? getting you? ready to invade the studio. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know. <laughs> She's threatening to invade the studio,
2: so let me go. You know, let me go get security. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, I'm you i am going to get you so anyway, a, uh, I'm gonna get you a on-the-air sign to put on your doors.
2: Uh, so. all, all that would wind up with is, is cluttered with graffiti for the day is out
0: So that wouldn't do any good.
2: Yeah, you know, it would wind up reading like Conair or something like that. You know. Oh man. Yeah.
0: Jeez. Yeah. 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 So oh, anyway, yeah, that's funny. you know. Yeah,
2: it's a, it's a, you know, um, if I could just, I, I'm not sure if you're okay with me stretching this out a little bit longer, or did you want to, you know, um, jump in?
1: Well, you know, I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're. Uh, you know, we're just looking at 2020, you know. Uh, right. Again, we're just taking a look back at 2020, the lessons learned, uh, things like that. And, I mean, for me and you, um, there's a lot of things that we learned and a lot of growth that we experienced uh, for 2020. And we have oh, shared that yeah. with, you know, and we've shared that Wednesdays and Thursdays, you know, uh, whether the 12 shows on dysfunction by design or – uh, however many shows we've done with the greenhouse effect this year so um i'm i'm good i say all that to say that i'm good and i hope that our listeners um will enjoy this review and and hopefully i, I invite them to call in and, and share um you know their their review their honoring the passing of the year if you will and, and share some of some of their lessons as well with us so so I say all that to say, please, go at it. Yeah, you know, um, I
2: think mainly in, in reviewing the um, dysfunctional by design and the greenhouse effect, you know, um, both aspects of of my journey in blog talk and talk show radio this year, you know, um, the first thing is – I can't even come close to expressing a thorough appreciation for how well, how thorough, and how effectively you brought me through this process. You know, um, it's it's had its challenges. You know, I'm talking about on a personal level, not challenges as far as you and I are concerned, <laughs> but it's okay, okay. challenges okay, okay. as far as my own little fragile ego is concerned. And, you know,
0: <laughs> I still think
2: about the very first show, you know, and I was like, I was, you know, work myself up into a frost for a whole week only to hit on air and jump out there and want no air to hit. <laughs> Nobody can hear me, you know, and man, you know, like, I think if not for you being there, if not for you being my uh, my EP so to say, I would have crumbled, man. I would have I would have crumbled like a like an old box of cornflakes, man. I probably would have packed it in and said this is not for me. You know, but because you were there, because you held the fort the way you did, I was able to find my way back, you know, to the show without doing any more damage to it because you prepared me for it through you dealing with the many things you dealt with and I just learned through observation and your experience that, you know, there's a way to fix it. And, you know, just that first show, I mean, what it's like, you know, getting your going to get your driver's test and pulling out of the lot and hitting a car. (laughs) You know,
0: know, that's
2: what it's felt like man it was like you know man i didn't even get on the road yet to do the test man I, you know i hit an obstruction right off the bat nobody could hear me man but um i went back and and listened to that first show tonight you know a couple hours before before we came on and i had never listened to it before i had never listened to any episodes i was too traumatized by the thought of having to hear my voice <laughs> You know, yeah. More or less, you know, yeah. more or less my my faults and failures and fumbles. And you know, in listening to that show, I was just um, I was mesmerized by, in all of its um, initial fear and frustration happening all at once, how smoothly it worked out, man. And I, I'm just expressing that. I wanted to be sure along the way of whatever review is made and whatever statements are said. I wanted to. Be sure to express to you how much I appreciate you being right there with me, man. You know, except for one show.
0: Except
3: for one
2: show, and that was a trip. Yeah, that was a trip too. So, uh, but go ahead, man. You know, because um, my list is long, and my as you know, my words are endless. So um, what?
0: Well, but I, mean, I, I want to say not. this
2: right quick. Part of what I want to. Yeah definitely, you know, touch on, man, is like looking at these shows in review. Will, man, you know, I learned so much, you know. I learned so much about things I thought I knew, you know, and things I probably did know but didn't know them as thoroughly as the research of preparation for doing these shows required. You know, whatever I was taught in grammar school or high school, can't really say much about college because you know. Well, we won't get into that. Or in life, the research really brought so many same themes home for me, man. You know, um, I, that is that was that's been worth the journey in itself. How it's required me to um, get back in touch, you know, with my uh, with my skills. You know, I had gotten out of touch with some of the things. You know, retirement can do that to a brother. You know, I mean, since I've been retired, I learned how to slice meat at the deli in Walmart, but I forgot. I forgot what it was. <laughs> I, I forgot what it was. You know, build the
0: butcher. Yeah, man. You know, oh, I got, I got, I got some shots now. I got down, dude. You know, I, I got down.
2: You know, like man, I walk back to. I go through that Walmart where I worked every once in a while, and I just kind of, you know, take a moment of pride to see how many things aren't there now, that were there when I was working the deli, that I took pride in, you know. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, um, that was fine. But retirement, you know, um, lulled me to sleep, and I forgot how well I used to be able to prepare, you know, for, for, for classes, how well I would prepare for the students I had in my programs, you know, how well I had to prepare to prepare them for the clients that they were going to be taking on in Chicago that otherwise had never really been defined through um, a diverse research, you know, and to explore, you know, um, clients of color um, from a uh, non-traditional perspective required its own, you know, required its own um, discipline, you know. And, you know, and all that, I didn't forget it. You know, it just was, it went dormant. And this brought it all back for me, man. You know, it really did. I, it, this program has given me permission, you know, to give, um, it's given permission to my voice, you know, and mm. um, my my voice, my voice, the one that speaks for my soul, had been, you know, muted for a long time, man. So, again, wow. you know, you've been very supportive of that process. very, <laughs> and very patient, <laughs> incredibly patient, you know, uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, like I wish I could meet a woman
0: as patient as you, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to require yeah, well, a lot you know. of years uh, for that preparation, but you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just too late now, yeah, it's too late now. <laughs>
2: Like at that time, that time, you know, having—I mean, this has been a, this has been a full journey, you know. I like to say, you know, that, you know, I've known you all your life, but you haven't known me all my life, but you've known me all your life, (laughs) you know. So it all balances out somewhere in there, you know. And from it all, man, you know, this has been a a remarkable experience for me to share this time, Um, you know. well, at first it was Wednesdays and Thursdays and sometimes Mondays, but to share yeah. whatever time, you know, to share th- this time, whether it's, you know, one day, three days, it doesn't matter. To share this time, you know, uh, these couple hours with you has really been
1: precious. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Same here. I, I'm I'm just impressed, you know, that every week we're able to come back with something new and something different. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, Friday, Friday Amen. morning or Thursday night after the show. We're not, you know, well, what the hell, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, look, man. Well, not verbally,
0: know. anyway. <laughs> you, wanna, you know. But yeah,
1: I, I think yeah. that's what that's what the years of experience come into play, you know. So, you know, I
2: think you're right. Yeah, I mean, because um, we bumped our heads, you know, in in yeah. in in our own private lives, you know, in our own relationship. You know, we bumped our heads. You know, uh, two or three times. You know, um, in, as adults, I mean, two or three times. You know, I remember there was one time here, it was the last time, and that was what six years ago. Uh oh, so we're about due for another one. <laughs> oh man, no,
0: no,
2: I think that was. I think that was it. I, I think that I was think, pretty yeah, much exhausted. I'm good. Me. I, I, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I'm I, good. I know. I, am. <laughs> you know.
0: I, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, that would take a couple of years off my social life, you know. So, yeah, um, you know, and I sure tell right. you though, that 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 show you did for a couple of weeks, you know, in a row on the um, on the fixed and growth mindsets and the emotional intelligence, you know, actually I think we covered about three weeks, right? It yeah. really, man, I mean, it really gave me so much in regards especially to personal inventory, you know, to um, take a hard look at understanding, you know, the workings of me, you know, and to be critical when critical analysis requires it, but to also be self-appreciative, you know, where, you know, the criticism of of critical analysis doesn't require it. You know, that sometimes it's, you know, in doing that, that fixed growth, mindset and and emotional intelligence practice, I found out, you know, there are actually, even in a fixed perspective, you know, um, some things that I'm not flexible about isn't bad. (laughs) So, you know, there's some things that I'm not flexible about. There are some things that are etched in stone that I don't ever want to do again or don't want to ever try for the first time, you know. And to deal with the temptations of that, you know, um, fixed approach. Uh-oh. We got somebody new in the chat room. Well, new face. Oh, welcome. Oh, yeah.
1: Welcome.
2: I thought that was Nancy Pelosi for a second. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'll have my glasses on. Yeah. Okay, yeah, there we go. That's
1: Let's keep them on. <laughs> Let's keep them here for me. I just put them (laughs) on. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean,
2: that that one show in particular, you know, uh, really, you know, really, man. I mean, that that, that really had a a tremendous impact on me. Yeah, it also helped me to go a little bit deeper into taking a look at America's Mindset. You know, um, even though we did a show on America's Mindset a a few weeks ago, it allowed me to revisit it, you know, and, and you know, Like, what does America believe democracy means to black people, you know? And to look at it from that perspective, what's fixed? You know, what has, you know, is there any growth? And has there been any emotional maturity, you know, Mm -hmm. um, in, 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 in looking at, you know, just that one dynamic of America's attitude, you know, regarding, you know, democracy for, you know, for people of color, you know, um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just for a second got my eye got caught on the chat room. Sorry, <laughs> I'm still here. I ain't ozoning yet, man. Yeah, but uh, but go ahead, Will. I feel like I'm 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 rattling on, man. You know, and I don't want to do that.
1: Well, you know, this is this is the time to do it. Um, you know, I think that in a year a year in review, you know, it's just a moment to just you know retrospect and look back on that. So. Um, you don't have to um, apologize, you know, or anything like that. I, I kind of would like you to to ramble on because I'm curious as far as what you know, what your, uh, you know, what your hindsight uh, of of doing this show at least, you know, what that looked like, hmm. you know. So yeah, um, you know, first of all, I, I just want to say that um, you know, I'm I'm just as, as proud of you of uh doing this and and even just coming on here you know and 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 doing this you know writing books you know you've got three books already written that's that's one thing but uh to to come on here and to open yourself two or three times a week you know and uh you know it's a it's a lot you know to do that and and then you took the time to listen to the show. I mean, I'm like, yo, <laughs> that's awesome. How long have you been trying Ladies to get and, me to do that, man? i I'm, I'm not, I wasn't even going to go there. <laughs> I wasn't even going to go there with
0: it, and Ladies I had and no gentlemen. intention
1: of it either. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you: you've never really taken the time to listen to yourself talk, or you mm. know, mm. It, it is. It is a process, um, you know, and, and I, I know some people are like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. But, I mean, you know, really, and I'm not talking about, like, you know, how we used to, you know, how we leave an intro for a voice message or something like that. I'm not talking about that. I mean, like, this mm-hmm. right here, or if you, if if you know, if anybody out here gives, uh, I'm sure that if people out here give uh, talks, and and things like that. I'm sure they take the time to listen to themselves if they prepare or whatnot. But it is it is a journey, and it, it is going to be something that you won't even expect um, when you start listening to yourself. And for an hour or two hours broadcast, it's yeah. you know it it takes some mental discipline. Yeah, if you took the time yeah, to listen takes, to more than one show. Man, that's awesome. So I'm I'm well, I'm glad that you yeah. finished that you did it by the end of the year. So I'm I'm happy. Right. <laughs> there you I'm go. Very, yeah, because very, you do it all the
2: time. And I and I and I think I'm not I'm, I don't think I'm stepping too far or I'm not driving too far out of my line, my lane to say, you know. And I don't know. I, I'm just assuming. I just get to feel that that's something that that Jan does. You know that, you know she does self assessment. And I bet she listens to. You know, um, um, listens to, you know, um, her projections You know, her voice, you know, projections as well Listens to, you know, if she sounded like she's saying You know, as I like to say, you know Because a lot of times we don't sound like we're saying, you know And sometimes that's, you know, that's a wake-up call Wait a minute, I'm not, you know, I'm not sounding how I feel so yeah. where's you know where's how I would say this where is it you know and um I, if she doesn't do it i would venture to say she has um you know um yeah a person doesn't get articulate by accident you know um that 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 in itself is a discipline and a reflective practice you know you do it well i mean i've i've listened to you over the course of this past 6 months um, and I'm not comparing it to, you know, your previous um, talk shows. I'm just talking about, from my perspective of being actively involved with you over the six months, I've listened to how, you know, your um, your whole, the whole theme of your voice has, you know, last prov- people have said to me, you know, that I got a little salty when they would say it. They really li- enjoy listening to you because you bring calm to the show.
0: <laughs> like, what, what am I? You
2: know, an agitator? <laughs> yeah, right. I get all cranked up. And then I have to stop and say, oh, that's what they mean. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> oh, but, but hey, you cool. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and going over the last six months, yeah, there's some things that, you know, in reflection, like um, there was one show in particular where I went off on the on the – on, on on the on the dirt road you know, so to say, in talking about something that really wasn't you know that interesting, but talking about it to make you know a point. So it's like I talked for fifteen minutes about this book, The Adventurous, just to take two seconds to make the point about a white actor, unheard, of, un, unknown, found in in the in, in somewhere in the throes of of of, um, of of Saudi uh, not even of Serbia you know to play the black hero of the book you know and I could have just said that and been done with but I had to give the whole story of the book you know to set up that one thing which you know one thing had nothing to the other but how you let me just go ahead and do it you know but in listening to it and reflecting on it realizing you know that's something I need to um really stay aware of that you know, the theme, and and the theme for that particular segment had to do with um, A Black's View, which at the time was talking about, you know, a perspective of, uh, you know, black history as related to black writings or writings as related to black history, whether it be black or white, and losing that perspective at that time just to make a point of frustration about yet, you know, another book, you know, had the potential of starring, A black character, but rather than Blah, 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 blah It's like, okay But the whole point was lost Because the whole point has to do with Why we need more Black scripts More black material More black stories You know, to reshape You know, the face of Hollywood You know, um, without that script You know, there's no way the movie Can come to life You know, so You know, and Writing and that was story. the whole point that got lost. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. You know,
1: yeah. I, but you know, I, on a, on a on a personal note, a couple of things as far as the articulation piece and stuff like that. I remember. Uh, so back in June, back when uh, your youngest got married, and and we're and he's talking about uh, me getting back on the air and doing this show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember, um, I remember that there were moments before this where I felt like uh, my vocabulary skills sucked. <laughs> you know, I and, feel you. you, yeah. know, I, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think not only just getting back on the air and doing this, but doing this with you uh, really yeah. pushed me. You know, because you you are a natural storyteller. And so if there's moments when you you might lose the the focus of the topic and just get caught up in the story, <laughs> you know, I, I really I really enjoy that. And I've enjoyed that, you know, most of my life. I'm not going to lie and say all my life, but when I was younger, I was probably like, yeah, all right, yeah, whatever. You know, and that's just me being a teenager and just being thick-headed. But, I mean, honestly, I can appreciate you know, these moments when you just break down these stories. And I think a lot of the audience appreciates that, too. So I just wanted just to let you know that, um, that I, I do appreciate those moments when you get into these stories. And I do appreciate those hey, moments when we can, yeah. we can banter back and forth. And and I might that's have to what be I that voice of calm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I yeah. might have to be the voice of calm. Yeah. I mean, you're an Aries, man, so that's just – You know, (laughs) it's just what it is. Well, yeah, but you're a Scorpio.
2: (laughs) So, you know, I don't know if if that's a good argument, man.
1: (laughs) You know, because I have felt your stinger. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure you have felt my horns, too. Yeah. And I've felt your horns. You know, we asked Ray and Jan about it. You know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, They witnessed it firsthand, that's for sure.
2: You know, and only because it's a raised crib that the furniture not get destroyed. Because, <laughs> you know, I have That's been the accused thing. of being a ram in my own china cabinet, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can dig it. I definitely can dig yeah. it. Um, but, yeah, uh, I see our, 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 our new friend in the chat room here just said correct vocabulary has been hijacked. Um, one of the things that I... Also enjoy about doing this show is, you know, um, having some. Um, I guess in, in being correct in how we use our vocabulary because we get so mm-hmm. caught up with text messaging and the shorthand and the shorthand of what we say about things and what we say to people. Yeah, even what we say to people, not even what Amen. we say, but just I mean, and how we say it too. What we say and how we say mm-hmm. it. You know, looking Agreed. looking back on on the looking back on, on previous shows where we talked about, you know, the power of words. And even in talking about growth and fixed mindsets, you know, uh, one of the first things I always mention at the beginning of those shows is that our thoughts are very powerful. They're very powerful. And was, with those thoughts come our words. But I think we've kind of forgotten that. Right on. Right on. Right on. Technology, yeah. technology is awesome, but sometimes technology can kind um, of, nope, well, some pun intended, but shorthand us. You know when we get short <laughs> in, in our you know, in in our delivery on or, on or, or what we yeah want to give to the people you know what it, what it, yes. what is it that we want to give to the people and you really pushed me in that right. too uh you know as far as what I've learned in doing this show, you know what message do I want to give you know and you were talking about how you have yeah, to uh, go back and polish your skills of being a teacher. And I never really thought about this as being a teacher. And i never really thought about mm-hmm. it in relaying a message to the audience. You know. Um, and so that's really, really helped me out a lot.
0: Yeah, man.
1: So you I know, just wanted and, to and, and, you know, go ahead, that. sorry. Yeah. No, I was just saying thank you for that as well. I just wanted to put that out there. Oh man. Yeah. One of the things reciprocal year. Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's reciprocal. You know, um I've gotten well I, I had i was a cut i had gotten used to you know um not even trying to find words that would ac- accurately depict what i was feeling i would just cuss instead <laughs> and, and you know and, and, and this discipline here is it. yeah, really well yeah but this discipline has and your presence in it has you know forced me to you know um check myself yeah, Believe me, y'all, uh, I check myself a lot when we're doing this. Yeah, some things still slip out. But, um, you know, like, uh, again, you know, just, you know, just holding each other accountable. Yeah, that's been an amazing thing. Yeah, But, you know, not to make this sound like, you know, a, a, a love fest, you know, there's still the year in review, right? And there are still things that are lingering and looks like they're going to carry over to next year you know, um, and even though maybe redefined in regards to their intensities, nevertheless, you know, there is a change in the air, you know, and the change isn't all pleasant. You know, I mean, COVID is still with us, and according to every expert I've listened to in the medical field and the concerns of the political agenda, sounds like January and into February is going to be kind of rough. You know, that um, if for no other reason, this dying administration, you know, has uh, really drugged its heels as far as getting the um, vaccines out. You know, where they were supposed to by now, at the end of this month, have, you know, vaccinated, have allowed vaccines to reach, you know, 10 million people. You know, only, you know, a little over 1 million, close to 2 million um, have been, in fact inoculated so you know there there is so much dialogue even in that regard not just the slowness of the administration but the concerns of the people you know as to what this vaccine is all about you know uh, who is it going to help who is it going to harm you know has all have all things been considered or is this something that you know um, has only been researched In a positive, you know, and I've heard people talk about this, you know, that only for a positive outcome has the research studies been done on, you know, white folks, so to say, and the negative um, side effects only studied through, you know, black folks, so to say, you know, and I don't know, you know, um, where the accuracy of it in a place like America, you know, would come into play, but I was listening, I found this. This show, man, this program, not a show, really. It's a program, cable program, called um, BCN, Black Cable News, man. You know, um, I, I couldn't believe it, you know, a black news black news network, a black cable, something like that. I think it's BCN. Um, and so I checked out BNC, maybe, you know. Um, but anyway, um, BCN, I think. But I checked it out the other day. And it's supposed to be twenty four hours, seven days a week, you know, Black News, and and so I was like, okay, because you know you've heard me harp on this for how long, so I turned it on Sunday, and they had my boy, oh man, Dracula, <laughs> you know, they had, yeah, you know, <laughs> Mike 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 Pence, man, and I thought, all right, so they're obviously talking about something else, and they just got his, you know, just you know, no volume, uh, clip going. And no, it was him. And it was him talking and him giving some kind of speech. And I thought, okay, I'll come back to it. I came back to it about 15 minutes later. He is still talking.
0: I said, man, what's up with this? You know,
2: I don't need, you know, this man invading my, you know, black news network. And came back a half hour later, and he was still talking. And I think it was on a loop. So I thought, all right, obviously Sunday's not a good day to be checking this out. So i Checked it out again Monday, and when I turned it on, it was this uh, this female, this woman from um, a doctor in uh, South Africa. You know, she was a woman of color, um, but South African. You know, South Africans taught me that. You know, regardless of the color, they're South African. And she was talking about the fears that South that Africans had as far as the Corona virus um, vaccine was concerned. Because as a people, they were concerned about how it had been researched, and I thought, ah, see, we're not talking about a segment of the population like in America. We're talking about a whole population like in Africa, you know. And I thought, well, that definitely has some some credence, you know, to pay attention to. So when they're addressing it, they're addressing it as a nation, you know, not as as you know um, a certain segment you know, of the population. But the concerns, you know, through their, own, through their own kind of experiments that have been done in Africa on Africans, you know, the concerns still kind of touched on, you know, the various um, um, social groups like, who, you know, like the, the higher class, middle class, lower class. And, you know, what obviously fails to reach the lower class is good health care. You know, and, and so the thing is very similar. Nevertheless, the concerns are very real because if we don't, if they, we, meaning they, don't find a cure that helps, you know, the, um, the impoverished, then all the impoverished are going to do is reinfect the nation. So it's like, no, this, this particular drug in its experimental stages is, is meant to help benefit the entire population. And I'm not sure if that translates very well in America, you know, again, because of our segregated experiments that have been done on, you know, black folks, you know, black men, black women for various different reasons, not just the Tuskegee, you know, um, Institute's experimenting on black men regarding syphilis, but many of the other archaic types of um, experiments that were done on black women, especially black female slaves in regards to um, the early stages of childbirth and, you know, how to, how to reconstruct pregnancies and, you know, just that archaic approaches that, you know, practicing it on black folks is like practicing it on, you know, guinea pigs. You know, and there was no consciousness around that. And we're only talking about a few hundred years ago. We're not talking about, you know, a land of time forgot, and that's the real struggle with American history our history is still very young in in comparison to the rest of the world. And so the distortions of our history start, I mean, American history, when I say our history, started almost immediately. You know, so the distorted, you know, impressions, you know, black folks have lived under and what white America has been denied has been such a distortion of history that people are living it like it's a fact. So, this show has helped me to do some you know research research that has revealed some things that you know that that you know revealed the the lie you know but not just the lie told you know to black folks but the lie told by white folks to american history and a lot of these things like i'm i'm really digging it frustrates me you know as far yeah. as this impact on me being 73 years old and having lived the distortion all my life but nevertheless to be able to put a finger on the distortion and to learn about oh this is the history of america not just the history that has been denied me but the history that has been denied america as a whole and in researching this and discovering this helps me to really better understand how america so easily can can um can cosign, you know, an idiot, you know, a racist, you know, an orange skinned creep like Trump. <laughs> you know, am I being too vicious in my attack? <laughs> you know, but I mean like everything, you know, that everything that America finds so um so so negative about the stereotype of black folks, everything that stereotypically we've been accused about being is everything that he has reflected and how, you know, permissible American society has been. You know, I don't care that, 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 um, I mean, I do care, but not in proportion. I don't care that Biden got 8 million popular votes and Trump still got, you know, over three, you know, and that's what's scary to me. You know, I mean, there's still 3 million plus people in this country, that identify with Trump values, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 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 shakes me at my, my my you know my boots, man. You know that it's hard to measure then, you know. In the growing population of American society, how far has this country really come? And history is not helping it any, you know. When in fact all we have is the lies to use, you know. And and and. I'm watching white america struggle with those lies as they're trying to somehow um, justify the arguments that are going on, you know, whether it's the arguments that are going on in cable news or whether it's the arguments that are going on in congress, just watching white america somehow justify the dialogue that they're having instead of just calling this dude what he is and saying, you know, enough of this, but you know, they can't do it because it would reveal too much of the lie that white America has taught white and black and all Americans of color. You know, so I mean we don't even we meaning America, we don't even talk about the genocide that, you know, the indigenous tribes have experienced. And we don't even we like just gloss over that, you know, and, and, and don't make that the the, the fingerprint. You know of the cruelty of this racist, you know, democracy. You know, and instead, you know, white America talks about the the great experiment. Yeah, well, the great experiment that they call democracy is by itself a justified genocide of everything in this country that ain't white. You know, which is which is so odd when you think about. But they're not even the original inhabitants. So they've just been a conquering race that, you know, has um, has sold a lot, you know, that created this, this dude, you know, that has made money hands over fists in the four years he's been in office, you know, and, and going out, making even more by selling, you know, by selling these people who follow him blindly on the idea that whatever money they contribute is really going to go to his just cause to reverse the election. That's money he's pocketing. He doesn't even have to give an account to anybody. That's money that people right. are just sending him. This man, you know, what he's doing, I know what he's doing. He's covering his ass, man. He's getting, putting enough money in the <laughs> coffers so when, when 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 justice comes after his ass, you know, he's going to be able to pay for whatever defense he's going to have to come up with, man, to stretch this out.
0: This man don't
2: want to step out of the White House because he knows that there's something waiting for him that's going to complement his skin tone. And I'm not talking about white. I'm talking about orange. <laughs> So So this Um, has
1: been an amazing experience for me. Go ahead. Hey, that's all. I was just, I was just, hey, I I was just uh, thinking about, um, how, uh, how can I put this? In, in, in looking at the mentality of America and growing up in America, um, and looking at even growth and fixed mindsets and stuff like that. So, like. I I recall like working one of my early jobs as a manager, and like uh, the fixed mindset was as a manager, or even as a parent, like you're never mm-hmm. you're not wrong, or you shouldn't admit mm-hmm. that you're wrong, right? On. You know, uh, yeah, you know that that you should, uh, you know, how I don't even remember how to how to do it, you know, but. That, you know, that you you shouldn't admit that you're wrong because it makes you look weak. You know, it makes you look incompetent. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, you know, I think now we see where if you keep that lie up, you know, what do we say in one of our early shows? If you keep telling the lies, eventually the lies are going to become the truth. But yeah. unfortunately, these, these truths aren't truth. And as much as they continue to lie, or as they continue to try to change the rules as they go along, you know, cutting the nose to spite the face sort of stuff, um, it's not working, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it eventually, you know, the, um, you know, with with this dude in office, you know, he's he's just continued those lies and those. Um, you know, but now it's it's uh it's kind of this awakening, if you will. I think you know. You we talked earlier about a mm-hmm. lot of retrogrades this year and a lot of things that are are happening this year <laughs> yeah. and going and going yeah. into next year. You know, right. Um You know, it's not like when we wake up January first, twenty twenty one. We just gonna wake up like, uh, oh man, that was a crazy, crazy freaking dream or crazy nightmare. You know, right. and everything's going to, you know um, I mean it's, I don't, I'm kind of losing my thought here But you just made me think about Just these early years I had And not And just perpetuating the lies Just to save faith. But eventually those lies Just continue to build up And it just looks like that's where we're at now When it comes to this government
2: Yeah, it's the convenience of the lie. You know, um, and and most lies, in their own convenience, of course, are being told because the truth is too difficult to bear. You know, and and if I can perpetuate the lie long enough, I don't ever have to worry about being confronted by the truth. You know, it's kind of how addiction, be how addictive behavior works. You know, um, I can you know live my life for so long that I no longer have to worry about separating fact from fantasy. I just start living the lie as if the lie is the truth until the lie runs out, you know. Um, and that's the unfortunate reality that I think this guy in the White House has brought, you know, um, the more intelligent America to its awareness that, you know, there is. And I think the the whole George Floyd outburst, you know, really capsulized, you know, um, the hidden attitude of hunger, that so many Americans actually do have in regards to, you know, what's really right, you know, what's really democratic, you know, what's really, you know, God intended, you know, you know, what's really fair, you know, and I think, you know, and and what's, you know, intolerable, what's no longer acceptable, and I, you know, I think, you know, women of America have really driven the point home, you know, that um, the level of tolerance is no longer acceptable as an option for endurance. It's like, no, forget tolerating this. It's time for this to change. And, you know, like, man, I can't even begin to tell you what it felt like for me, you know, to see the um, diversity, you know, of protests, not just in America but around the world. You know uh, about injustice. You know, and um, and 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 I think the whole reaction of the White House to all that really raised a level of consciousness that won't go away. You know, it may be it may be a long struggle to change policy, but the intent I don't think will ever go away. You know, um, and I think again it's a matter of undoing a false history that will eventually. Bring about a change in approaches of policy. Like sooner or later, sooner or later, people are going to demand not so much about you know defunding the police, which doesn't mean don't pay them. You know, you know I think what what people what the, what 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 the new cry is going to be is that it's not so much how you as a as the police behave toward those who you're supposed to serve and protect. But instead, I think the new order, the new approach is going to be, what y'all have to do is change your hiring practices. You're going to have to look more deeply into the backgrounds of those who you're giving a gun to and giving a badge to and telling them they have the right to kick down somebody's door and plug away if they see a shadow move. You know, when I was in the service, you know, um, when I was drafted, I didn't join, I was drafted. And... You know, I didn't call them. They called me. You know, and I had to answer questions that I was going to be held accountable to if those answers proved to be false. You know, so it's like, there's, you know, like, um, are you a racist? No. Do you accept racist behavior? No. Um, would you yourself condone racist actions in our department no and if any of those turn out to be false then you know we don't have to go any further than this signed testimony that you gave you know but it's like they you know it's like nobody's held accountable for the lie they tell to get hired and there's no back check man i had to give an account of was i ever involved in any kind of subversive organizations what was my attitude about the black panther i mean the whole it was like if I had known better I'd have failed that test. It'd have cut my butt out to army. But I was too busy trying to be honest because that's how I was raised, you know. And uh, it, it, yeah. it it's really something, you know, to fast forward. But my point, my my lingering point in all that is when I came home from the army. I never realized until I got home. Working in the neighborhood I was working in on the south side of Chicago, on 65th and Blackstone which was the heart of the hood, you couldn't get any more um, socioeconomically impoverished, you couldn't get any more um, isolated, you couldn't get any more economically desperate than 65th and Blackstone was like the heart of where the Blackstone Rangers you know, gave identity to hundreds and thousands of little terrorists. But what I saw that just stood out more than anything else was the police that patrolled those streets were not only all armed but they were all white you know mm-hmm. and I thought, man, there is something desperately wrong with this picture you know so of course, obviously I'm talking about you know some fifty years ago you know fifty five years ago, maybe you know, and how the police in chicago have have tried to kind of spread their you know, um, diversity, but still all they did was change the levels of their corruption, right? You know, the police are still, you know, as violent toward black folks as they've ever been, you know. um, But the obviousness still gets lost in the picture that these dudes are armed and they're allowed to patrol the streets of those who they don't serve, who they don't identify with, who they don't share a common bond with. I Excuse me, I remember you raised the point not too long ago on the show, you know, that you got a whole lot of negative response to about, you know, what's so bad about, you know, having, how did you put it, training people in the neighborhood to police ourselves? I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. how you put it, but I remember how people responded to it. You know, Negro, are you crazy? <laughs> you know, and everything <laughs> stereotypic about us. Came out in the criticism of all those that I heard and read, you know. And it's like, man, you're totally missing the point, you know. Yeah. That's the same thing. What they're saying is exactly what they're dealing with anyway, you know. What they're saying, you know. And and they're not even people being held accountable for. They leave the hood when they when they when they're done, you know. When they're done right. with their beat, you know. So
1: yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, no. It, it, go ahead. No. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Were you finished? I'm sorry.
2: No, no, I you know, I'll never finish.
0: <laughs> well, I will
2: at nine o'clock, you know, so you know, I, I I just don't wanna you know, I don't wanna you know, I don't wanna um I don't wanna out talk you, so to say. You know, I wanna be sure that you know, um I I was also being a little distracted by the chat room. You know. Yeah. Um, um so I actually And uh, I didn't I didn't wanna make that the focus of what we're talking about. You know, so I apologize yeah. for kind of giving some dead no, air there, I, man. So go
1: ahead. I I appreciate I I'm uh, uh, kind of appreciating the um, the things in the in the chat room here, um, mm-hmm. only because these are things that we we've touched on before, and you know, uh, it mm-hmm. is the um, <laughs> this is a part of. Um, what we're dealing with right now, you know, in America, especially, um, you know, a lot of people have their points about Trump and he says, Oh, but he's done these things and he's done these good things. He's done this for America and he's done that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like you said, you can't know good without the bad, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't want to get too caught up in, in talking about this guy, because I think one thing that we've. Remain consistent on the show is that we don't give them a lot of a lot of time, but um, it doesn't make sense though when the victims have to continue justifying being the victim. Uh, it doesn't make sense when children can get cut down by the police and, the, and there's no accountability. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, that people defend their homes and still uh, not only get killed, but then if you're alive, then you're going to get sued by the police because you invaded their home on the wrong um, warrant, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and all these other things that I'm not going to go down the list. Um, No, no, I don't, I don't think that uh, this, this person is a a troll. This is just their, um, their, their, their way of thinking. Um, okay, but go ahead. And you go mentioned, ahead. you know, and you mentioned hindsight and perspective, and this is just this person's mm-hmm. perspective, and and I get that. Um, you know, okay. defunding is is necessary, I think, because there's no reason why, like in the city of Chicago, we spend we spend millions of money on their overtime, and yet a low percentage of crimes are not are are not solved. You know, there's no reason to spend a bunch of money on overtime when the streets are still not safe. You know, it's things like that that need to be considered. And then when you talk about mental illness, those things need to be considered too, and they're not. You know, if mental okay. illness was a, a factor in, in in selecting police officers, then we wouldn't, you know, I don't think we would have as many people uh, people of color getting killed as much as we see. But uh I was just, just I was just looking at the chat and and uh I just wanted just to give that little bit of um I just wanted to add my two cents in as far as the dialogue in the chat room. Um, but, okay. but uh,
0: yeah, right on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, fine, <laughs> great.
0: Yeah, yeah, um
2: still in regards to, you know, the themes of, of review, there is so much to, you know, I think anyway, hold on just a second. I think there's still so much to reflect on, you know, without yeah. me personally getting distracted um, in, in as far as what this yeah. last six months has been like and the themes we've covered. You know, like um, one Mm -hmm. of the things that I learned that I'm so appreciative of is that um, what I learned about the Electoral College. Yeah. You know, um, I remember it was a discussion years ago, um, especially when Reagan won by a landslide over um, a true landslide over Carter. And I remember how, you know, the Electoral College was, you know, under fire, at that time, but how? Of course, that fire was distinguished, extinguished rather so quickly because of who won, you know. And um, and 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 the course of population that he called to arms is what he called the silent majority, you know. And of course, all Trump has been doing is trying to piggyback what you know he has seen, you know, or his administration rather has seemed to be effective. You know, Trump himself doesn't have any you know, any agenda at all. All he wants to do is just, you know, um, be Trump, you know, uh, be the king and uh, by any means necessary. So anything that seems to have worked, he wants to use. And, of course, Reagan, um, that whole Reagan thing is a perfect thing for him to pull out, you know, as a model, because Reagan himself was, you know, he, he at least had been a governor of, of California, so he had a little bit of, of political Awareness under his belt, but he himself was, you know, he was as much of a an idiot as Trump. You know, as a matter of fact, Reagan's administration, you know, made sure that he never spoke without their approval. Yeah, he, he was on a very short leash. Hey, man, you're talking about the dude who was president who said, you know, trees is what trees cause air pollution.
0: <laughs> you know, that's just one of his
2: many gems. <laughs> you know, so you know. Uh, Anyway, uh, I think that learning about the Electoral College, being able to use this format to talk about, you know, the Good Lord Bird, which you know had to do with John Brown, and even though I had been, you know, taught some in school about John Brown, that program and and, and before even bringing it up on the on on this show required that I do some John Brown research. But then, doing John Brown research, there were so many dots in American history that, you know, needed to be connected right around that whole scene of John Brown. Like it didn't dawn on me, because you know I'm dumb, and it didn't dawn on me that the the, the whole John Brown episode happened before um, the Civil War. As a matter of fact, the more I read, the more facts suggested that his, what I call revolution, sparked the Civil War or sparked civil unrest to such a degree that it you know, um, raised the arm of, of, of war. But that in itself, of course, didn't bring to light the real issues that were going on also at the time. Like I never put presidents in perspective of the times they served until I started, you know, doing this research, you know, because yeah. most presidents I had any knowledge of were just the uh, the popular ones like George Washington, <laughs> you know, Abraham Lincoln. All of a sudden, I go from George Washington to Abraham Lincoln. What about all the cats in between? Ah, you know, they were just they were just there, no. They were very instrumental in in, in giving strength to all of what came between George Washington. And Abraham Lincoln, and who really knows the full story about even George? You know, but then you—how you, far do you have to leap before I get? To, before I—how far do I have to leap before I get to the next popular president? You know, for me, you know, for me, you know, that wouldn't happen until um, uh, John Kennedy came into the—you know—into the foray. You know, yeah, I know Teddy Roosevelt and and Franklin Roosevelt and Harry Truman. You know are kind of held up you know, and to some degree, even Eisenhower, you know, but not for me, not as you know not you know this little black boy was trying to understand what his purpose was in America. you know, John Kennedy was the last time I had any interest in American politics. it died when he died, and it wasn't you know, and I had as a matter of fact, people would ask me, you know why don't you vote?" And I'm saying because I'm hoping that not voting will cause the next revolution to come. Like, I'm going to jump out there with a gun and go to battle, right? You know, but anyway, that's what I wanted to believe. You know, I wear my afro, like my armor, you know, uh, back in the 60s. But really, it was just that I lost interest in a dying idea that I just didn't see its value in, as far as black America was concerned. Um, I saw a lot more value in the themes that would come into into play in, in the 60s. You know, the themes of black consciousness, which has a lot to do, with why I have such a negative attitude, you know, uh, uh, about the costuming. And, it's you know, it's my judgment. I'm taking full ownership of that, and I'll take all the rocks that will be thrown my way for saying this. But, you know, um, in the 60s, there seemed to be, you know, so much of a, a statement about, you know, um, culture and and race, you know, and who we were, you know. I mean, our music reflected it, our food reflected it, our dress reflected it, you know, our hairstyles reflected it, you know, everything was about the coming era of black consciousness the shift from being Negro to black, but now it's like becoming costume, you know, a uh, costume yeah. approach and costume, you know, um, um, uh, fashion, you know, statement of who we are, mm-hmm. and, and You know, and and that's not, you know, even though it sounds judgmental, it's not to say that it's good or bad. It's just such a conflict and a contrast for me and the themes that have shaped me. So when Obama, you know, came into into view, it re-energized my interest in American politics and this show has brought all that to life again for me. And I guess that's the point I'm trying to get to. To read about John Brown led me to read about Dred Scott, which led me to read about Manifest Destiny, which led me to read about, you know, presidents like Polk, presidents like, you know, um, Jackson, you know, Andrew Jackson, you know, Johnson, you know, um, presidents like Harrison. You know, it, it, it helped me to understand what, you know, what the, What the Whig Party was about, you know, and, and, you know, things that I kind of had a little bit of an understanding of through memory about what social studies was trying to teach me, you know. But this show has really, you know, given me that, that, that wherewithal to understand, you know, the American history I was never taught. And what it's helped me do is connect the dots so I can see how. From the Electoral College all the way up to now and the issues we're dealing with right now, how the Electoral College and its design so connects to this racist behavior of trying to, you know, um, um, counteract the the vote, you know, and white people in, in dealing with this vote suppression are only getting a taste of what Black folks have dealt with for 400 years, you know, and mm-hmm. and 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 to but to see how the how the how the dots of history so connect—they're not random, you know—but it is it's brought White America to its own um, decisions about where it wants to go with its consciousness, you know, and you can't hide this behind you know false politics anymore. This is overt. This is no longer covert, and this is white America having to take accountability for itself. But black America has the responsibility of not being lulled to sleep while that process happens, you know. And unfortunately, we still are pretty much behind the time as far as our, you know, politics are concerned. I mean, like you take a, you know, a, a, a Kamala, um, um wow, a Kamala Ryan Harris, yeah, Kamala yeah. Harris. You take her off the Senate, and what happens to black female senators? You know, know, yeah, it's you know what—only thirteen black U.S. senators over the course of like two hundred years. You know um, that that's appalling, but it's not something that is put out there. Then you have a Tim Scott, you know, this brother Republican in South Carolina, you know, who. I'm sure has a strong allegiance with Clarence thomas <laughs> you know um and and we as as black folks are acting like we're okay with that now you know there's something that it, it if there's never been a time you know politically educationally uh, from a health perspective um economically, if there was ever a time. We need to have some type of black perspective as presented by, let's say, a black news show You know, that brings all the people in for interviews and, and lays it all out there as far as what's really going on in the, in the black community spread out across America. Not just the socioeconomically impoverished black communities, but the integrated black communities, the diverse black communities. You know, the black states that have, you know, some black populations, regardless of the number and and, and what effect does politics have on their, you know, on their um, rights to existence. You know, there needs to be this constant talk, you know, this constant talk, you know, this constant consciousness raising, this constant voice that has otherwise been muted for so long that just continuously drives the point home. You know, there was a time when there were many black voices, especially during the stretch of time in the 60s. But it seems like Rabbi, Reverend Al is being stretched out too thin, you know. And um, and the handful of, of politicians that have been popping up since the George, George Floyd um, debacle, you know, it's just been amazing to me to find out there are so many young black politicians that I should know by name, and I shouldn't happen to accidentally discover because of a soundbite on a white cable show. But if I don't have that show on, I never would, even though these names exist.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think, you know, this time spent on this show, you know, to to have these um, epiphanies. You know. Really, though, it, it, it's been epiphany-making, I guess, but it's been more more of a serendipitous experience. You know. And of course serendipity happens when, you know, you find out one thing that wasn't the thing that you originally went to look for but right. its discovery turns out to be the better thing that you didn't even know was there. <laughs> and so yeah
0: there's been, been a lot of that on
1: this show. show, on the show. Yeah. There's yeah. been a lot of that on this show. Um yeah, so do you have I, I was, any favorite I just...
2: shows yourself, man? Do you have any particular ones that really resonated, you know, with you? Uh, Whether well uh, dysfunctional by design or greenhouse effect?
1: Well, uh, the, the first show, um, dysfunctional by design, just because that was the first show. Um, yeah. Just, you know, that just being the first um, and you getting out there. Just, just jumping out there and doing it, you know. Um, you know, no, no particular reason, just because it was the first, and you, my dad, and that's it, you know. <laughs> and we yeah, amen, <laughs> And we were doing it together, you know, right on. And we did yeah, it together. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, um, I, I have to say one of the one of the shows that I was really proud about, and, and thinking uh, thinking about what you were just saying, is as far as looking at history and. Looking, mm-hmm. at so looking at the presidents, looking at the presidents and art. In my time, uh, one of the shows that stood out was uh, reflecting back to the Million Man March. Yeah, um, right on, man! Wow. Yeah, and 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 having this moment of, you know, uh, going back and looking, of being a part mm-hmm. of history, but not, but not really, really fully understanding. How it came about, you know, or why it happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember being, you know, I remember that time, and we, me and Maurice mm-hmm. and Jeff, and uh, I think, I think Pastor came on, yeah. and we were, you mm-hmm. know, um, sharing our reflections, our hindsight of that time, but having to go back and do the research and looking at just the history uh, of, you know, after Carter, you had, and you mentioned Reagan. You know, and Reagan's in there and Bush is in there, you know, and, and all this stuff that's happening and the quote unquote war on drugs and then the three strikes and all these things that are happening in America that's affecting people of color. And it's like, Hold on, mm-hmm. wait a minute. And you know, I really didn't yeah. see it from a bigger Amen. picture like that back right. then. Gotcha. in ninety in right. ninety five. You know, but having to go back and do Amen. the show and reflect on that, um, you know, really just kind of opened some things up like wow you know it really just made me great it just gave a greater appreciation for being a part of that uh movement at that time the million man march and having this mm-hmm. platform to share that experience um and even with you and talking about your experience in the 60s and then us in this time in the 90s you know and going through that um but then it, it was a lot of emotion involved, too, because then I'm like, man, so here we are in 2020, and we're still singing the same songs. You know, we're still trying to figure out how we, um, how we can change things here in America, you know, how we can give voice, how we can give ourselves a voice and not have it turn back on us and make it sound like, like we're just crying the same song. You know, yeah, um,
2: Yeah. in part, yeah, it would sound like that That's how slow progress yeah. can be You know, yeah. there's no guarantee that one generation is going to make such a major shift That the other generation doesn't have to pick up the stick Yeah, it can But I'm thinking about that show, though, man From a different, somewhat, slightly different perspective Yeah, you were what, like 25 when you did the Million Man March?
1: Uh, yeah 23,
2: 24. somewhere around there?
1: 23, 24, or 20, or something
2: yeah. like that. Same age as John Lewis when he spoke, you know, at the um, March on Washington in 63, or whatever year, 60, I think it was 63. But anyway, to hear, you know, 25 years later, that perspective, you know, that you and Jeff and, and, and Mo, right, that you all yeah. shared on, yeah. on, on yeah. and then Jay Pastor came on, but you guys shared that. You know, see, that's the difference right there. Whatever it was that you didn't quite understand at 23, you shared at 48. Did I get it right? 49. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm you 49 were 48. Now, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were 48 at <laughs> <in> that show. <laughs> you know, but y'all came on and, and y'all collectively talked about, you know, your experiences over that stretch of time. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's a living history, that's a living account. You know, um, that's what it was so sorely missed even from the march on Washington, hearing young brothers who you know now represent a generation of time, given a perspective about the very thing you're talking about right now. See, that is to me, you know, a a a a, pro, a progress of consciousness that, you know has been missing, you know, um, for such a gap of time, you know, to hear you all talking about it, you know, man, you don't know what that did for me. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, and, and that voice is what I'm hearing more and more of a perspective of growing up at such a difficult stretch of time, um, and how, you know, it's being reorganized. and and work through in your own minds, you know, and, and, you know, and what would I even put it that way? Well, I hear a lot of talk about black on black crime and, you know, and so forth and so on. And, and, you know, black folks don't, you know, support each other and black folks, you know, don't do this and don't do that. But then I listen to like you guys and I take a, I take an inventory of my own family and I don't know any of that. You know, I don't know anybody in, in my own sphere, of, of culture and influence that delves into black on black crime. I don't know any of those within my circle who don't support themes of, of, of black consciousness, awareness. And, you know, I don't know, you know, any of those, you know, that um are so, you know, blind to what's going on in society that they aren't willing to sit down and have dialogue about, you know, they aren't, I don't know any of those who aren't politically aware, you know, uh, within, you know, my sphere of influence anyway. You know, so I don't have that perspective. And and what is so so re-encouraging for me is the perspective I do have. I know I'm not living in denial because I see you all doing it. You know, I see you all doing, you know, um, positive affirmations, you know. You know, um, y'all ain't going to jail. You know, y'all ain't, y'all ain't, you know, um, 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 beating up your wives or significant others or husbands or significant others. You know, I mean, like, you know, your, your generation, you know, has is, is given me a lot of hope, man. You know, when I when I when I experience what I've experienced on this show, you know, and it's been, you know, like, if, well, I feel like I'm kind of. Stepping over the bounds. Go ahead. I don't want to take you off your stride. Go ahead. Man. Um,
1: well, just just real quick, since you asked me, and then you can jump back on that. Another show that uh, stood out was when we introduced when we talked about who moves my cheese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and looking yeah. and looking at looking at twenty twenty when we're talking about yeah. looking back in the year and looking ahead at twenty twenty one, and you know. The future period You know it's, And I think A couple of questions That we continue to ask You know It's like How are you Adapting To what's going on Around you I mean How many Mm -hmm. weeks Have we continued To ask people You know Where the woke people at What does it mean To be woke Everybody Where the woke people at Yeah Yeah You know You say you woke What does that mean You know Can can you define What that means To be woke or, Or is this just Is this just A fashion statement That you're wearing This week you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so you know that was fun And talking about that, um, and even in, in, in talking about that and adapting and, and changing. Um, you know, we've talked about dealing with inner strength and having resilience. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at that! What that third that third show I did, that third or fourth show, when you know uh, nothing was working right. Man, I was stumbling over my words. I lost the connection. And I was like five seconds from just saying to hell with it. I'm just not Mm -hmm. going to do this show tonight. You know, just forget Mm -hmm. it. And uh, just to give him one more shot, you know, one more round. And, uh, you know, I think that really changed me anyway. Uh, I remember that as well. Yeah, it kind of changed the direction of this show. You know, it kind of changed the direction. Uh, One thing in 2021 that I'm one thing that I'm working on is, is trying to really understand my why, you know. And at first, you know, we, when I started this show, when I started this concept, what, five, six years ago, it was like, yeah, we can do a talk show and we can talk about these topics and give people a voice and they can call in and we can have debates and all this other stuff. And, yeah, that's cool. We can still have those debates and we can still have those discussions. Mm-hmm. But... I think just coming back from that um adversity or coming back from that what did you call it earlier that pothole or whatever it was you know and um changing this show around it this direction um mm-hmm. for me that's one of the highlights of 2020 Yeah, yeah. you know
2: yeah uh-huh. yeah I like I like I like those shows you um uh, identified, man, and I remember that experience where, you know, you were going through, I think, three times, you know, you had to deal with, you know, reconnecting, you know, being disconnected, reconnecting, and, and I remember, you know, the third time it was almost like you just, well, I'm saying almost like, you know, because that's me talking. You may have had a completely different experience, but it felt like that's when commitment was, certain, you know, when you could have just, just, just trashed it. You know, yeah, it was like yeah. you no, know, regardless of who else is out there, you know, this is my commitment to getting this done. That meant so much to me, man. You know, because I saw so much happen during during those three tries. You know that you made it all the way to the end, all the way to the finish line, and I think that's what gave me, you know, the wherewithal to the deal with <laughs> my little setbacks. It's like, okay, yeah, that's right, that happened, but you know. Where's the finish line in this, man? Just go on and keep pushing, you know, just, you know, do what you got. And, and you know, the thing is, you had my back, you know, at that mm-hmm. particular time. We hadn't combined forces yet, so you were really on your own, you know. Yeah. And and I had a chance to, from a, you know, from a caller perspective, to see, you know, what it takes to be committed to doing you know, to doing this, you know, and you know, I don't know, man. I don't know what 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 the future holds as far as this, you know, this venue that we we, we we're we're um, partaking in has to offer. But I tell you what, you know, I I really think that we're learning something along the way that will be a bigger bigger production later on. But one thing's for sure, we'll be ready for whatever it is, you know, by the work yeah. we put in to what we've been doing along the way. You know, I don't know how any size audience could get any more than what we've had to offer to the audience that has um, shown up. And I'm I'm yeah. proud of that, you know. I, I, yeah. I really am, yeah. and man, you
1: know. And that's the and I think that's the that's that's the biggest thing is is that that I think that that the audience is getting something. Not only are we learning, you and I, as we're going along, but Amen. as we're learning, we're giving back as well. You know, and I think that's mm-hmm. one of the, the keys of success is giving back, of course. Um Yeah. You know, and and I think that was one of the first questions you asked me when I kicked this back off. Like, what do you, what do I want to give the audience? What do I want to give the people? So, yeah. You know, besides, yeah. besides just a voice for people to banter and argue back and forth, you know, this ain't Jenny Jones or, or uh, <laughs> Jerry Springer. You know what I'm saying? So You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> you know what you mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So yeah. As, as we all, as we as we all are dealing with the adversity and changes of twenty twenty and beyond mm-hmm. you know, um this show has I think has, has given some people something to take with them in and in, in dealing with it. You know, we again we talk about growth and fixed mindsets and dealing with inner mm-hmm. strength and resilience and asking yourself those. Uh, difficult questions and trying to maintain a habit, you know. I don't want to say self-discipline because that sounds so, ooh, you know, just just developing a, a habit, you know, a positive habit. Um, mm-hmm. Again, all these things, you know, that I think can, can help us to grow um, and not get so broke down in twenty twenty one and and you know in the future. Yeah.
2: yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Man. No, that that you know, that's those are some of the things. Oh, and then, you know, just looking back uh, on doing this, um, I really enjoyed those segments where I introduced uh comedic or early Egyptian deities. Um, yeah, we need to revisit that, that in twenty twenty
2: one, man. Yeah. Yeah oh, that, right. that that that's um that's a, that's a link to, you know, um, a mythical time that has been lost throughout, you know, the link of history that we don't realize. We as black folks, I'm saying, we don't realize, you know, and I was watch. I've been watching this show, um, Penny Dreadful, and mm-hmm. every once in a while there's reference made to Egyptian um, mysticism. Yeah, and and one thing that one show talked about was the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And I have Franc Doctor Francis Cress Welshing's book, The Egyptian Book of the Dead, you know, and how half of that book is in you know, it is um in um Arabic, you know, and then of course there's the English translation right next to it. But my point is, you know, what you were bringing and talking about the you know, the the, the, the the African deities really, you know, I think lays down a foundation of 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 African lore and African history that has been lost in American historic translation. Even if we go scriptural, you know, um the stories of those African deities so much parallel, you know, the um the um Representatives of uh, the King James version of the Bible, you know, it, it, it's it, it's not a you know it's it's not blasphemous. It's history, you know. It's like what was the world about before the Bible, you know, where the where the Sphinx and the pyramids were already hundreds and thousands of years old. So what were the people believing in? Yeah, they had a they had a plethora, a collection of of gods before the one God, you know, came into um, prominence. And maybe, you know, with an understanding of the multiple gods from the mythical times, we can understand the true vastness, you know, and the true depth, you know, of our, you know, religious or our scriptural convictions of today, you know, instead of, you know, oh, you know, um, thinking, you know, this is this is you know, this is this is you know, this is the history of God, you know, um and only people can tell that story. Just like they did in, in scripture. You know, so I would hope that this is my hope, in twenty twenty one we would do a parallel um show on on the similarities of you know, the um the gods of Egyptian myth, you know, compared to the stories of the Bible today, I think, you know, that you know, people would really have a, a a deeper appreciation for, you know, just what is really buried in Black America, you know, that comes from the ancestry of, you know, what um what was planted in us from African soil. I ain't talking about jumping ship and you know, going back home. You know, this is my home. This is where I was born. You know, I'm I'm indigenous to this particular country. If I go anywhere else, I go as a representative of being an African-American, you know, or American of African descent. You know, just like, you know, Mexicans can come from Mexico or, you know, um, various Asians can come from various countries or East Indians can come from, you know, their cultural representation. Everywhere else I go, I go representing black america that's who i identify as and you know i'm an american of color that's unique in itself but i'm an american born here you know i come from this indigenous species right here this is home you know and so connecting to you know those ancestral links just gives me more depth of understanding and i can begin to realize inside of me you know is an ancient wisdom you know, that I've let American history um, diffuse or cloak, you know, or disguise as, you know, um, no history existed before American history. Hmm. Anyway, I know I'm rambling right now, but, you know, these these are the things that spark me. But if I can, man, I just want to, because I know, hey, we're almost out of time. You know, we, there were a couple of shows <laughs> I just want to, just real quick, real quick, you know, like um, in dysfunctional by design of the 12 shows, you know, that that we did. Um, we talked about the first one. The second one, I really appreciated because that's when we really talked about John Lewis, you know, because he, he died right there on the second show, you know, and Ray came on and Deacon Art came on and Cousin Marty came on and, our, and my childhood friend who you've known, you know, as an adult, Linda Kay came on, you know. So that show was special in its own right. And then, you know, like um, there was another show we did, man, With it was like the sixth show, and it was about the black family. But Cousin Pete came on and talked about his experience of being a sub a, a subsecretary, I think is how he put it, in the Obama administration. You know, um, Dr. Warren, you know, Fletcher Miller, Jr., you know, who's a physicist, and to have him on our show, yeah, he's my cousin. You know, but it still he served in the Obama administration. That was phenomenal to me, man. And then the very next week, you know, when the Jacob Blake incident happened, you know, we had you know, we quoted Glenn Doc Rivers and we talked about LeBron and I had my whole change and I had my awakening <laughs> around LeBron. You know mm-hmm. when he texts that text in big blow big bold black letters, you know, and it was like LeBron just decided you know, try to fire me, you know. And I love, and I ain't going to quote it again this time. Ah,
0: oh, you should quote it, out. Go ahead. <laughs> he, You know, he tweeted, he said, hey, fuck this man, (laughs) we demand change, (laughs) and I'm like, go on, boy, (laughs) you know, I mean,
2: like, Glenn, Doc was cool, it's amazing why we keep loving this country while this country doesn't love us back, yeah, man, and that touched me, but I tell you, LeBron got it over for me, man, when he slammed that out there, it's like, you don't ever get to take that back, and it's like he knew that, you know, and he put it out there, man. That was an amazing show for me, and we listed all of the black females that had been killed since the, mm-hmm. since I
0: think it was nineteen
2: ninety six. You know, yeah, twenty five we listed, and in that list we didn't even include Sandra Bland and Breonna Taylor. You know, so it's like that. You include end with the twenty five we talked, huh? <laughs> I thought
1: you included what? Sandra Bland. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No,
2: no, I didn't. No, it was the twenty. No, I went back and I listened. Yeah, you know, but no, man. You know the the two that we didn't even list in the twenty five that we did. You know, and then um, Dr. Jeff, you know, Bones was Bona was on that show, man, and you know he he brought it from you know from the university perspective, you know, and and the, and um, there was one other show. Well, it was my solo show. You know, when you were on vacation, you know. And and my boy Inger came on, you know, fo, or I call 4X. And I don't know if you remember, but that's also when Cassandra came on, my friend Cassandra, who she described herself as being super white and super privileged. Man, I thought that, man, if I never loved her before, I fell in love with her then. And she just said, I want to be sure that everybody knows that this is the perspective I'm offering. And I thought, man, that's deep. We need to have more folks like her on the show. And then the uh, next to last one, and then I'll, I'll get off of it, and that's when we had Cousin Marty on, man, and he talked about mm. the Pro Slide, his invention.
1: The Pro Slide. After we
2: talked yeah. about the many different black inventors from the, eight, from the 19th century and brought him on through to the 21st, and he brought, um, he brought the Pro Slide into view, man. Those were very special shows to me, but to listen to them all, the first thing I became very much aware of is the quality of content that we've offered since um, since undertaking this this joint venture back in July, man. And I just wanted to close on those highlights, man.
1: Yeah, content is important. I I, I had a lot of fun, I think, because I didn't have as much pressure as doing the greenhouse effect because, you know, dysfunctional design is your baby, you know, so it wasn't – I didn't it feel was, the pressure, so – <laughs> no, because you were too busy teaching me <laughs> You know,
2: you didn't have to You know, it's like, okay, now let's see how well you solo, dude I'm going to be right here with you I'm your co-pilot But, you know, these controls are, you know, on your hands <laughs> Let's see how well you fly You know, no, man, you know uh, I still think we made the right decision In combining the shoot tooth shows on Thursday, though You know, and um, I'm hoping, you know That we'll continue with the theme in 2021 Although I would like us to consider periodically, maybe once a month or whatever, you know, offering a special show, you know, and today to be determined. Because I still want to talk about, you know, um, writing, your own, the, the writing your own book club. You know, right. I, I really feel uh, a strong push to um, develop something that will inspire um, black folks to start writing their own script. In whatever form it takes Yeah I don't know yeah, if Jan I, is still on or not But I'm watching this lady on um, On MSNBC And she has one of those um, Clips in her nose That gives off this aroma Aromatherapy like um, Scent I just happened to see that You know I'm sorry man but go ahead You know that's kind of yeah, deep to see well, it And one I know
0: of what the it things... is
1: And reminds me I haven't put my order in yet <laughs> Go ahead one of the things that we need to that I would like to do for next year, talking about Jan and this product, uh, is having people mm-hmm. on and you giving know, yeah. them the opportunity yeah. to introduce uh, products, yeah. their businesses, and things like that. Um, right on. That's right. Hey, absolutely. So, I mean, that's right. For for those of you that are that are listening, one thing I would like to to see for next year is uh, I know you all enjoy hearing Dad's thousand words. Uh, every yeah. week But you know we would love yeah, to hear right. You all as well um, Yeah absolutely so The millions of fans out yeah. there you know They love to hear your yeah. thousand words Dad, But you know we would love to hear From you all as well And brothers no offense but ladies We, we are a, definitely rolling out the red carpet uh, For you ladies To give us a call And uh, to share uh, Your insights as well Amen I just want just to put that out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but that's a, I think every I think we should really make it a make a concerted effort that every week we have somebody to interview. You know. Some not just people calling it, but somebody to interview, you know, on the show. Just to bring whatever they bring. You know. Yeah. And um yeah I um I, I yeah, I agree. I I think, you know, the the, the, the um the female persuasion hasn't, you know, been um Been a strong suit on our part No question about as far as interviews You know um, I think the following Though especially like in the chat room Has been stronger You know um, female than male By a long shot You know um, I don't know about the overall Viewing but definitely man I'm hoping that we'll really push to have Somebody every week come on To sell their wares Whatever it may be man You
1: You know what I'm saying I know what you mean I know what you mean. I know that's what you That's a
2: great think. idea, man. I love that. <laughs> right on, Wilfredo. Man, that's right, y'all. I, yeah, I forgot to tell you. Yeah, uh, Wilfredo is really his name. That's just what I call him because that's what my brother, oldest brother used to call me until Wilfredo has another child. He's stuck with the, uh, with the hand-me-downs. All right. All right,
1: man, that's I, all I like got, man. the son that I would name this
2: Will. Is your, this, yeah. is your, yeah. this is your, this is your <laughs> play in the land from this point. But, man. Great idea. That's definitely, man. I'm hoping what we'll, we'll really push. You know, heck, I'm saying come 2021. Like
0: that's a year away. That's just a week away. <laughs> so, <laughs> not even that. What, <laughs> not even
1: that.
0: <laughs> right on. It's a it's yeah, a bad binge, right.
1: away, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking as far as our shows are
2: concerned. Yeah, we are already we'll be into we'll be elbow deep. You're right, a bad binge.
1: We'll be yeah in already. Bloody guys already. already. yeah. <laughs> right on, right yeah, on. this has been a, a a heck of a year, you know, however you want to look at it. Whatever your perspective is, ladies and gentlemen. Um but hopefully there's something that you learn from it to improve from next year because that's really what it's always about, right? It's about improving um year after year, right? Um Ain't There's I? a couple of things yeah. that, uh couple of uh things that I just wanted to just share real quick from previous shows and just previous discussions um, and just kind of helping everyone to be better. Um, Just a couple of key points, and we've talked about it before, just knowing who you are and being comfortable with the skin that you're in, as they say. Be happy with yourself. Take moments to spend time in silence uh, and develop a routine. Like I said, we're we're saying habits, not self-discipline and all that stuff, but just develop some, some good habits. Um, create a good circle, a right circle, build positive relationships and, you know, exercise, take care of yourself as well. So just a couple of things I just wanted to, oh, and connect with your source of power, um, religion, spirituality, whatever that means to you all out there. Um, but, um, I, I really want to get on that writing your own story and finding out your why, um, and finding your purpose, you know, um, we have a lot of weapons at our disposal, and you know, And I mean that spiritually, you know. But it's a matter of how to find it, and then once we find it, it's like how do we use it? Um, so that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to 2021, um, and as we as we're growing. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this year, Dad. Uh, again, I'm proud of oh, you. Man. Proud of us. <laughs> for, for, I'm proud for knocking of you, this man. out.
2: If I can, um, right quick, I just want to make one point that I meant to make about something you said earlier that I have been meaning to say, and you made reference to you know, how we're sometimes um, conditioned as parents to behave in a certain way with our children. I don't remember exactly how you put it, but in essence, I think that's what you were saying. Um, I was raised at a time that I was taught parents aren't about being friends with their children. You know, um, that's for others to do. So, you know, our job is to be, you know, disciplinarians or it's not a popularity contest or whatever, you know, the diction was. And I I was reminded of that any time I ever heard you say, you know, or refer to me as your best friend, and I realized that conditioning, you know, would not allow me to understand that may be how we were taught to be parents, but not. When we're no longer parents, but we we're still biologically fathers and mothers, but the relationship as adults does does allow us to be friends. So, you know, um, yeah, Marty's my you know long time ace coon boom, but I tell you, man, you're definitely
1: my best friend in spirit, brother. No question about it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lions historian, my dad, Bill Green. It has been a blast. <laughs> it has been a yeah. blast. Amen. Um, Amen. <laughs> one last happy thing, New Year, ladies Happy New Year. One last thing. Remember, you know, be patient. It takes longer to create and pursue your vision than it does to decide to go after it. Trust you are always progressing in your journey, and it's up to you to find the blessings and where they are. You can't be happy on your way if you don't think you're enough or capable of doing what it takes to make your dreams happen. Start believing that everything you do is enough It is Happy New Year ladies and gentlemen Remember we are in the fire before rising from the ashes The question is who are you going to be when you rise out of those ashes Be in the present my man uh, Don't let perfection get in the way of your accomplishments Happy New Year you guys be safe out there And uh, again Happy New Year See you all in the New Year Good night